1: Living by faith and just exactly what that means is the subject of our time today on Times of Refreshing. It's a word we use a lot as Christians, but what does it really mean? Faith. Here in Hebrews chapter 11, we have the Hall of Faith and a great example of what faith really is, how it's lived out. By faith is the title of our message today. Won't you join us? This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. We're looking again at Hebrews 11, a message called By Faith, With this edition of Times of Refreshing Now, once again, our teacher and pastor, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: The title of my message is By Faith. By Faith. You know, faith, obviously, from a New Testament standpoint and a biblical standpoint, is a major key component to who we are as believers. There's no way that we can please God without having faith there's no way that we can walk with god without having faith faith is is in some ways catalyst for how, for what type of success we're going to have as we walk with jesus and we go through life and so when it comes to faith we want to excel we want to be individuals that understand what faith is Un- excel when it comes to faith, and we go out and we and we do great exploits for the kingdom of God because because of our faith and our willingness to trust God, to obey God, to be submitted to God, and allow God to use our lives. One of the mistakes that we that we make is this: is that we don't understand that by faith we act. By faith we act. A lot of times people think faith is just a mental ascent. It's just something, you know, that from a mental standpoint that we have. But if you truly have faith, it results in certain actions. We're going to see this in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, which is the great hall of faith. We see the patriarchs and we see men and women of God who did great things by faith. And for us, saints, stop thinking it's just. A mental state or condition It's not although it is. It's not just that your faith is seen by your willingness to act. Will I I'm going to show God that I have faith as I respond. To his word and respond understanding his character. Faith causes us to act a certain way. I believe, so I act. I believe, so I act we can 't say we believed and then not act because if you believed, you would act and so for all of us, here we have to see I believe, so I act. my act is a response, and this is the key to god 's word and Knowledge of his character. I'm responding in accordance to God's word and the knowledge of his character. When you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to take a look at verses 17 on down to 29. We're going to see this played out very clearly before Saul. Abraham. And Moses obviously were great patriarchs, uh, individuals who did great things for the kingdom of God, and and they're highly esteemed, and not just in the Christian faith, but if you mention Abraham and Moses, I mean just throughout you know generations from generation, they have high esteem, regardless of faiths. These individuals were powerful men. But the thing that they had and they were willing to do was they had pliable hearts in the sight of God and were willing to respond by faith to God's command. And we want to be individuals like this. We want to be people that when people think about us, they say, whatever God tells that person to do, they'll do it. It says here in verse 17, it says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested. He offered up Isaac and he who had received the promise. The promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said in Isaac, your seed shall be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative, he says, since he says here by faith. When he was tested, he offered up Isaac. By faith, when God had told him to do something, he did it. And it says here, now watch this, his, his God's telling him to do something is interesting. It says very clearly here that it was a test. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, he offered up Isaac. And I think for all of us, we have to see this as sometimes God through his word and through what he speaks to you. Just personally, you're going to see that he'll 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 test our our faith and our willingness to obey him, regardless of what's going on. And I think this this happens to us more often than we would think. God will put us to the test. He'll see how we're going to respond. There's no way that we're going to receive faith. More from God. If we're faithful in a few things, God makes us ruler over much. God will allow us to go through situations and circumstances. He'll try us to see exactly how we're going to respond. And I think it's important for us to see this. How do we respond when God puts us to the test? When he says, okay, I need you to put this down now in your life. Napoleon Coppin, I need you to stop playing football now. This is what I want to do. You want to do this. This is what I want to do. I want, I want to see if you're willing to do this. And on the other end, I'm going to respond. Now, are you willing to do this? It's the same thing for all of us here. There's times when God is saying, would you give that up? It may not be something that's even sinful. Obviously, he's always going to tell you to put something sinful away. But it's something that's just life. And God is saying, I want you to, why don't you give those dresses away? Why don't you? Well, maybe it's time for you to to, to sell this house, or maybe it's time for you to do this or that, whatever it is. He tells Abraham, who just miraculously had a child, to take his son, who was the son of the promise, and offer him up the son that he just got from the Lord, and he knows is the son of his promise. He says, I want you to offer him up. That's a test. But the question in our minds is this. We have to ask ourselves this question. Question, do I like, do I, do I, um, am I more consumed with God's blessing than I am the blesser? Does the blessings, do the blessings mean more to me than the blesser? We always have to ask ourselves this question because there's going to be times where God will turn around and bless you and he'll say, now, would you give that back to me? I just blessed you with this job and I and I blessed you abundantly. And all I asked you to do was give me 10 percent. Or Do you have enough faith to believe that I can multiply? Again, I already blessed you once. I'm telling you, I'll bless you again if you'll be faithful. And it's, it's things like this where God, he's try, he's testing us. And he tests us and by faith, Abraham was tested and thank God he passed the test. But for us, we have to ask ourselves because we can't say we have faith when God and then God says, "Okay, will you do this? And we say no. The devil believes that God exists. All of us have to see that it's not just I believe that God exists. My faith is revealed by my willingness to obey him when he asked me to do something and I respond in accordance to his word. I'm showing you, God, I believe you. I don't even have to say it. I'm going to show you I believe you because I'm going to do exactly what you just asked me to do. You want me to take Isaac and do what you want me to do? I'll do it. It never said that he, that he said, I got you, Lord, I'm going to do it. He just went up and he did it. For us, by faith, it says we we act by faith. Abraham, when he was tested, he offered up Isaac and he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said, Isaac's, your seed shall be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Now, watch this by faith. Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons, Joseph, the sons of Joseph, and worshiped leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instruction concerning his bones Let's look here at verses 20 and 21 one more time. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on his staff. I I just wrote this. One of the things that we have to get better at doing by faith is blessing the next generation. We have to get better at this. Your legacy... And I wrote this down. Your legacy is tied to the next generation. Oftentimes when we're living our lives, we're just thinking about what we're doing now and what we're experiencing now. Sometimes God has it in his purpose for us to experience some hardships so that the next generation doesn't have to go through what we went through. (laughs) And that they can be blessed. That we clear out a path. Sometimes you're the trailblazer. And that's the tough part. And then the next generation gets to ride it through on a clearer path. Because you went before to help them out. Jacob understood this. Isaac understood this. And by faith, they acted. They blessed the next generation. And for us, it's the same thing that we have to learn to do. When we're making decisions about our family, when we're making decisions about how we're being used in ministry, do we see this as an act of faith so that the next generation can be blessed and they don't have to go through what we went through? Most of the time, people don't think like this. They think about themselves. They're thinking about what they want. And yes, I got kids and I got I got family and I, I'm taking the care of these kids. But it's, it's my time. Well, they not grown yet. I'm 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 and people do this. I'm going out and, and they're going to stay over there. And they and not realizing that that we're, what we're doing is is we're forfeiting the blessing that should be on their lives because we're not using our faith to realize that. Wait a minute. My legacy is tied to these people having success. God is the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob he is a generational God when he blessed you he was thinking about them can I have an amen somebody in your home is got to break the curse somebody in your life is got to bl- break the curse somebody in your life has got to be the ones that lays hands on you and bless you got to bless somebody And this is what Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did. We see Isaac and Jacob, they understood this. It says, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. Concerning, he said what? Things to come. I'm going to set you up in your future. I'm going to speak a blessing over your life. I'm going to be in your life. If you're a man in this room, you need to do everything possible to be in your child's life. I don't care if you have a broken marriage. I don't care if your kids don't know you or they don't don't respect you. You forge your way into their life, and you get the blessing that's on your life into their... Can I have an amen? I feel it. You get the blessing that's on your life into their life. They need to feel that. They need to sense that. They need to know that. They need to know that my dad, he may have been messed up. He may have done some bad things in their life. But you know what? He has tried to bless me, and he has spoken a blessing over my life. Don't let it happen. As a woman of God, the same thing. You know, we got to get out of this. Well, I'm lonely. Well, if you have kids, and you got to raise those kids... You do whatever is possible to focus your attention on those kids to get them ready. And if God sent a man into your life later, we'll praise the Lord. But you shouldn't be in the streets trying to find somebody. Can I preach this today? Accomplish your mission. And when the mission is finished, then we move on. But what happens is people start neglecting the kids and the kids feel left out. And you're so focused on getting a man. You're not even taking care of me. And now I got to preach this today because that's what happens. When you can be a blesser, you can be a blesser. And then your legacy is tied to them. And they look back and say, man, my mom, my dad, they blessed me my whole life. And we may not have had everything. And we went, we went, went well, our family wasn't perfect and we didn't have all the money. And sometimes we got kicked out of our apartment and sometimes we, the car broke down, but God was with us and he prayed. My mama would pray. My daddy would pray. Can I have an amen? He would be right there to lay hands and bless me. And now I'm blessed. Saints, that's what we need. These men, they did this by faith. They blessed by faith. They blessed by faith. Esau, Isaac, blessed by faith. Jacob, he blessed by faith. I'm going to speak a blessing of your life. Well, honey, we broke right now, but you're going to be blessed. And we are blessed. But watch, watch what God does in your life. You can be laying hands and praying a blessing over the next Billy Graham, over the next Paul, over the next Moses. And, you, and we don't even know it. Watch when we get down in here. You don't, you don't. But what we do is just sit back and we get so consumed. But he, they blessed him concerning things to come. Look at verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons of Joseph, his grandkids, and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. Look at this. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instruction concerning his bones. When you look at verse 22, it's just a little bit different in that it says here, by faith, when he was dying, he made mention of the departure of the children of Israel. He told them about things to come. And he said, and gave instructions concerning his bones. I just wrote down God's promises. His resurrection. This is important because even when it comes to God's promises in our lives. By faith, we speak concerning those things that are surely come to, are surely going to come to pass in their time and in their season. We do that by faith. How often do you talk to your kids about Jesus' return? Jesus is coming back. These, I love how... It says here that Joseph, when he was getting ready to depart, he told him, he basically said, you all are going to leave Egypt. And you're going to go to a land that God has prepared for you. How do you know that? Because my great, great grandfather. Because Abraham. This is this is on the prophetic timetable for for you as a people. And we have to learn to sit down and on a personal level, speak to our kids. But then just on a on a basic Christianity level, talk to our kids that, listen, we're just this isn't your home. I tell my kids now, sons, we just, listen, y'all, we just passing through here. Jesus is coming back to get us. This is the reality. Now, enjoy your life. Have a good time and, you know, have a good time in life. But understand that this isn't the promise. And for us, we have to start talking. When you really believe and have faith and know that God is who he says he is, this is what our conversation will be about. I mean, we're going to talk about college And we're going to talk about what school you're going to. We're going to talk about your grades. And we're going to talk about life. But we're going to talk about the spiritual aspect of all this too. So our kids are well-rounded and whole. And they don't try to get more out of the world than the world was intended to give us. Can I have an amen, y'all? This is what we got to learn how to do. But this is what this man of God did. He made mention of of the departure of the children of Israel. You guys are going to be here for a while, but then you guys are going to leave. God's got a place for you over here. How often do we talk to the next generation about purpose and what God has ordained for their life, what he's going to do in their life? And he gave instruction concerning his bones. He understood that from a resurrection standpoint, this is where I want to be buried because of the power of the resurrection. These are things that were on his mind as he's dying and he's communicating. But for us, we've got to learn to start having these kind of conversations with the next generation. And it may not even be your kids. It may be just people that that God has given you access to that you can pour into so that they understand more about life than just, you know, these rappers and girls and guys and video games. That they know more that there's more to life than this stuff this is a part of what we do but we do it by faith if we if we have faith this is the way in which we'll start to act if we have faith in god this is how we start to act we've got to learn to do this saints look what it says here in verse 23 it says by faith moses by faith moses when he was born was hidden three months by his parents Because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid, he says, of the king's command. I love this. It says, by faith, when they understood, and obviously God is operating in the midst of this because he has purpose for Moses' life. But by faith, this young child is hidden. One of the things that we, I think, we do, especially as. Christian parents is. We just expose our kids to everything. We just expose them. You want to do this? You want to get involved? It says by faith, because they saw something about this young man. The Bible says they hit him. And then God starts moving. And we have to learn that. Our kids are going to get exposed to all kinds of stuff, but it's our job to try to create the proper boundaries by faith around them, because we know that God's got something special on their lives. Can I have an amen, y'all? God's got something special on on your life. I'm not going to let you get exposed to a bunch of foolishness under my roof. Because I see that you're special god's a, and and there's a i'm not saying that we're fearful and overprotective, and we go down this crazy road, but there has to be some type of limitations that we put on exposure based on the fact that we know God has purpose for their life if there if his parents would have never hid him, we wouldn't be talking about Moses, and he never would have became the person that we saw him become to ch- bring deliverance and freedom to to, to Israel. And I think it's important that we see this. And, and yes, they're going to cry. And yes, they're going to be mad. And yes, they're going to say, you never let me do nothing. Look them in the eyeball and say, yeah, that's right. Because you're not going to be no drug dealer. You're not going to be out there in the street. And you're not going to be out there acting crazy. And you're not going into San Quentin. And you're not getting involved in no foolishness. Can I have an amen? Amen. And the, the Bible says, by faith, he was hidden. And, the, and as, as saints of God, there's a certain way in which we act when we have faith. I have faith that my children are going to be awesome in the presence of God, in the sight of God. And so there's certain boundaries that we create to make sure that they don't get overexposed to things that could be detrimental to them. That they're not mature enough to handle just yet. And progressively, they get access to different things. But we got kids now 10 years old that we put in all kinds of stuff in their hands and they don't know what this stuff is. We have to be more protective because we understand that they have purpose.
1: Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Two nine two seventy eight hundred. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word.